Welcome back, and it's so good to have you here with us today as we continue our series on Honor and Courage. Honor and Courage is more than just a slogan and more than just an idea. It is the foundation of my campaign to take back America from the radical left. From my time in the Army, I learned that a campaign is a series of military operations intended to achieve a particular objective. Well, I'm certainly not inciting or even suggesting armed rebellion or open warfare in our country, and I hope it never comes to that. But we are, in fact, in a culture war that either has to be fought and won, or we will lose this great nation to the radical left. Recovering our country is what this series of podcasts is all about. So thank you again for joining me. In the last episode I called Focus on Your Mission, we discussed the foundational blocks of your life pyramid, those things in which your life should be built. I want to talk to you today about excellence and what I call the four cornerstones of excellence. Excellence is not the same as perfection. Perfection is a concept. Excellence is a reality. Rarely will we ever find the perfect situation, the perfect relationship, the perfect job, or anything else on this mortal earth being perfect. Excellence, on the other hand, is not just a concept. It is achievable. Doing your best under all circumstances is living a life of excellence. There is no such thing as doing 125%. Either you do your all, do your best, or you do less. But you can't do more than your all. A soldier giving his or her all is just that, all he or she had to give. Without excellence in what we do and about how we act, we're just an average Joe or Jane just getting by and really not contributing all that much to what's around us. So we need to set a goal to live a life of excellence, just as we discussed last time about our life missions. In order to do that, we must know what makes up excellence. And here it is. Here are the four cornerstones of excellence. First is self-direction. I choose what I want to do. Next is self-discipline. I choose whether or not to do it. Then we have wisdom, that all-important factor of knowledge plus experience. And finally, we take action, doing it now rather than later. All of us, I think, want to do well in the things we do. I don't think there are many people out there who purposely decide that they just want to be second-rate or just average in something. We want to be a better parent. We want to be a better spouse. In our work, we want to do well, do our jobs effectively, and be known as a professional. We want our business to excel and to prosper. Whether our hobbies are golf, fishing, hunting, whatever, we want to do that well. All of that is excellence. That desire is the definition of reaching for excellence. In my opinion, it takes almost as much work to be mediocre or average as it does to be good at what we do. I watch professional sports teams as an example and wonder what is going on in their minds as they practice hard, they work weights, eat right, and do all of the right things as they sweat or freeze through the seasons only to see at best an average or a losing record. They put in the time and work, but the result was anything but excellence. Yet other teams seem to have a winning habit through excellence and continued excellence in all that they do. I also know that sometimes life just gets in the way. Things do happen. We do have time conflicts. We have pressures from the outside that get in the way. Or we may need skills that we don't have. Other obligations get in the way. Our health fails. The economy changes. Our hardships arrive at unexpected times. 
Sometimes we just have a hard time getting focused on what it is we want out of life and how we need to go about getting it due to all the minutia that gets in the way. My episode on focusing on your mission will help with that, by the way. But because of those interruptions in life that we all have and are having to deal with them realistically, we need some tools to help us focus on what we really think is important to us. We may know our missions or goals in life, but we need focus so we can get all the urgent but not so important junk out of the way. I want us to look at these four cornerstones of excellence and see if we can't give ourselves that focus that we need. Our first cornerstone is self-direction, choosing what it is that we want to do. Hopefully, you worked through the Jim Rohn exercise in the episode on mission focus, but whether or not you did, it will be helpful to work through another simple exercise right now. When you get a chance, or even if you can right now, take a blank 3x5 card or a piece of paper and write down four things that you know you really want to do. That could be learning a new language, losing weight, running a mile in under eight minutes, painting the bedroom, weeding the flower beds, whatever it is. I've done all of those things and some of them several times, so they're all doable. But these things you list can be work-oriented, family-oriented, or your leisure activities. You may want a different list for each of those. These can be anything you want to do that will give you some feeling of accomplishment. It doesn't matter whether the things on your list are hard or easy, big or little. You just need a list. So once you're done, I want you to mark through the hardest thing that you have on your list. Now mark through the next hardest thing that you have on your list. Do that again. Then look at your card. You now have one thing left on your list. Circle it. That is the easiest thing you put on your list when you first start it. Now you know what it is that you want to do, and of all the things you started out with, this one is the easiest. That is the definition of self-direction. You have directed and guided yourself into a goal and given yourself some direction. That's called focus. Now take another blank 3x5 card and write down that one thing and put that card in your pocket or purse. And I want you to carry that card around with you until you actually complete the task. Or maybe put it on a post-it note and stick it on your bathroom mirror. You just need it somewhere that makes it a constant reminder to you to do what you want to do. When you get that thing done, throw away the card and do this little drill one more time. That is self-discipline. Knowing what you want to do and then getting it done and not setting it aside until you get it done is self-discipline. Self-discipline keeps you from being distracted or diverted from your goal. Keeping it in front of you prevents the little irritants of just living divert you from what is important. Then we get to the cornerstone of wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge plus experience. The schools you go to, the training you get, the books you read, the YouTube you watch, the podcast you listen to, the time you spend learning, all goes into the bank of knowledge. Knowledge is the accumulation of facts. You can use the first two cornerstones of self-determination and self-discipline to gain knowledge and to do the things that you know you need to do to get yourself trained so that you can accomplish your goals. Set goals for training, learning, learning new skills, exploring new ideas. For example, I learned how to set up all the equipment and programs necessary to be a podcast host, and I'm approaching 74 years of age. So never say you can't do something. Just set your mind to do it and get it done. 
Keep in mind that knowledge is not wisdom. The technical stuff of a podcast doesn't give me the wisdom to actually have content for the podcast. Wisdom is the practical application of knowledge, usually based on experience, either yours or that of someone else. Since Bible times, King Solomon has been considered to be the wisest of people of all time. After his father, King David, had died and Solomon became king of Israel, God asked him what he wanted. That's kind of cool, thinking about God asking you what you want. I actually have a couple of episodes in my podcast series on praying with passion that talks about that. But Solomon could have asked God for a great kingdom, for gold, for riches, for anything in the world. But he asked God for wisdom. Because Solomon asked for wisdom, God also gave him riches, a great kingdom, and virtually all that he wanted, including wisdom. In the Bible, in the book of James, chapter 1, verses 5 through 8, it says this, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. If you want to increase your store of wisdom, that is a very good place to start. The Bible is the ultimate book of wisdom. When I grew up in Waller, there was an older gentleman, a retired school teacher that literally everyone in town knew. He later became a justice of the peace. Finally, in his later years, he sat on a bench in front of the feed store on Main Street, watching life go on and seeing people do what they did. He was a watcher of people. Everybody in town called him professor, although he wasn't really a professor. He was a mathematician, but not a college professor. But he was a very wise old man and very intelligent. As the story goes, and I'm not the one who asked him, but one day the old gentleman was asked how he got so wise. He said, through good judgment. The guy talking to him asked him how he obtained good judgment. The old man answered, through experience. The guy wouldn't let it go, so he asked another question. Well, how did you get experience? And the old man kind of had a twinkle in his eye and said, bad judgment. Professor Garrison told me that story with a twinkle in his eye, so I'm not sure of just how it all came down, but I'm sure there are diamonds of wisdom in the telling of the story. Sometimes I think we just have to live life, make a few mistakes, and exercise a little bad judgment in order to get good judgment. Hopefully those exercises in bad judgment will not be irreversible. It's easier, I think, to study others, like Professor did, and learn as much as we can without having to make the mistakes to do it. So I do want to encourage you to study people you admire and see how they did things to get where they are. Read biographies and autobiographies. Almost without fail, you will find that people who do great things are great students. They learn all the time, reading, listening to podcasts, going to seminars, studying other people. They gain knowledge. You should gain knowledge. Apply that knowledge with your experience and you will begin to gain wisdom. And you will need wisdom to live a life of excellence. And finally, we get to the last cornerstone of excellence, which is action. You have to actually do what you know you need to do. You can't sit on your ideas. The world is full of unrealized dreams due to a failure of action. 
There is the story of a farmer's mule, and yes, when I grew up, there were still farmers in my area using mules. It was a very small rural town in Texas. And keep in mind that this story that follows is a fable. I doubt it really took place, but maybe so. At any rate, as the fable goes, the farmer's mule was getting older but still worked hard. But one day, the mule fell into an old abandoned dry well in the farmer's field. The mule couldn't get out, and the farmer had no way to lift the mule out. The sides of the old well were paved with stone, and the farmer couldn't dig them out of the way. The farmer didn't know what else to do, so he just decided to bury the old mule in the bottom of the well. So the farmer got his wheelbarrow and started to haul and shovel in dirt, and, and shovelful by shovelful, the dirt would fall on the mule and fall to the bottom of the well. The mule soon figured out what was going on and made an awful racket about it. The farmer put cotton in his ears to block the sound and kept on throwing in dirt, figuring he would just get it done as quickly as he could. He couldn't stand to watch or to listen, so he just threw the dirt off his wheelbarrow into the well without looking and trying not to hear what the mule was doing. The mule, however, was starting to get excited because as he jumped around trying to get his feet out of the dirt at the bottom of the well, he found himself standing higher and higher in the well on top of the new dirt. Before long, the mule's ears were above the edge of the well, and before you knew it, the mule jumped out of the well and was free. He wasn't very happy with his farmer, but at least he was free. The moral of the story is that when life is throwing dirt on you and trying to bury you, just shrug it off and step on up one more time. Shrug it off and step on up. Just like the mule, you have to take action, even when that action is hard, unpleasant, or dirty. The point of all this is twofold. First, obviously, are the four cornerstones of excellence. If we want to live an excellent life, we have to have excellent performance. Using those cornerstones will help you do that. Secondly, we should not expect others to be their best unless we are committed to being our best. When we elect political leaders who are self-centered, short-sighted, and willing to compromise their principles to win, we certainly cannot expect excellent results from those politicians just because they give us stuff through government largesse. When we elect leaders who are in fact leaders, who give selfless service, who take the long view, who stand on principles, then we will get excellent results from them. In businesses that provide goods or services, are we putting ourselves first or are we lifting up the customer and providing what the customer needs? A good salesperson will tell you that the key to success is learning what the customer needs and then providing that service in a way that the customer appreciates. That is excellence and that excellence will create success. If it's always about the money to you, the customer will see through that and move on. As a judge, I see so many lawyers overcharging for services, and I really want to call them out on it. But unfortunately, that's not part of my job as a judge, but I do see it all too often. The hard word here is this. We cannot expect others to strive for excellence when we won't do that ourselves. When we don't expect ourselves to do our best, we won't get the results from others. 
We have to put in the hard work in order to live a life of excellence. When we individually are willing to take responsibility for what we are and what we will become, then we will be better individuals. A better individual can then influence his or her family, workplace, friends, relatives, and others to be better as well. After all, a rising tide raises all ships. When our influence has helped others do better, that will spread and soon we will see an improvement in our communities, our states, and in our nation. But it takes all of us involved in the campaign to take back America doing our part, and excellence is very much a part of that campaign. Excellence takes honor and courage. Thanks for listening today. I hope it has been helpful. Be sure to follow me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and share this with your friends on all the social media platforms as we spread our campaign to take back America one person at a time. I'll see you next time right here. Until then, may God bless you and keep you, and may His face shine upon you and give you peace.